This episode of the Fun V Tailgate on the Bullpen Card Podcast feed is brought to you by our friends at Schneckbook. What's going on, guys? Jordy Cannell here. It is myself, Maddie D, and special guest picker Zach Harrison breaking down college football week six, NFL week five. We had Zach on as our guest picker, five NFL games, one college game. We are here to try to make you guys some money. It was a ton of fun to record. Cannot wait to hear what you guys think. Make sure, though, to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Again, search the Bullpen Card on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter, ThunderBLG, Thunderblog Sports on Instagram and Facebook, just like the website. But enjoy this episode, guys. Let us know what you think. Fly, Eagles, fly. And here we go. Welcome to this week's episode of the Fun V Tailgate Podcast, presented by ThunderBlogSports.com, a part of the Bullpen Card Podcast feed. I, of course, am the G-Man, Jordy Cannell. Joining me, as always, is the man, the myth, the legend himself, the man who captained the blue team to victory over my red team in Thunder Cup 3, Mr. Matty D. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Oh, it's, uh, it's a great week. Great victory, I'd say overall. Pretty proud of myself and my boys, blue team, finally getting that big W. The first so one. That's what's important. The first and, one. Uh, first one ever. And um, but I got to give you credit where credit's due. You, you took me down in a little three point, uh, three three holes, three hole, uh, beaten by three in our little match. So yeah. your net two overall. So we're still tying tight. But um, all right, all right. Next year should be a should, next year should be a dandy. Yes, next year should be a lot of fun and a lot of golf, hopefully, in between. So make sure you follow us on all the social medias, Thunderbox Sports on Insta, ThunderBLG on Twitter. Had to plug it there, Matt. <laughs> but we also had a big week with the Eagles. But we'll we'll get to them when we get all the way back to uh, to the NFL. We have our buddy Zach Harrison on, who was on my team on the Thunder Cup. We talked about that a little bit there with him right when we do our picks. But, Matt, a week in college that we thought was going to be okay to say the least turned out to be pretty exciting to say the least i i would think yeah it was definitely it was definitely bigger it, i mean there was definitely more to it than i think i expected uh, yeah. when we talked about kind of the, the everything going on and and where we felt like like there wasn't as many big time games and and all that um yeah but i, I think it was a it was still a a fun weekend of college football, um, even if there was some like like not major upsets. Well, the the biggest one probably was avoided with North Carolina going for yes. two and missing it. But UN, yeah. uh, UNC did force Clemson to lose the number one t- uh, spot on the AP poll. Alabama did. now it taking did. it over. Yeah, no. Wow. So that is probably the biggest story coming out of the week, and I, and I think that's deserved. I mean, you gotta. You'd think that was going to be a complete blowout, and UNC, all credit to them for going for the win instead of going for overtime and giving the ball back to Trevor Lawrence. I think that's the important thing to think about. If you're bummed that they went for two or anything like that, you have to remember both teams get the ball in overtime. It's not a guarantee that you're even going to get into the end zone. So I think it was smart there, a bummer that they didn't pull off the upset because I think 
the rest of the season, if, if UNC had pulled that out, and maybe now if UNC doesn't end up being good, we might see some weird questioning with where Clemson is and, and all that. I think they probably now are going to be rather unscathed. I feel like they're going to learn a lot from this loss of a non-loss. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I, we, we almost got the wacky year that we've been thinking that we weren't going to get. Um, but I think... You had some other some other crazy ones as well. Uh, the uh, Notre Dame, geez, I blanked out on it. Notre Dame Virginia game ended up being I don't know if it ended up being as close as we might have feared. Notre Dame still won by by fifteen points, but I don't know. I mean, I think it showed a lot out of Virginia to put up twenty on that team. It showed a lot of Notre Dame to be able to throw up thirty five. I think Virginia's defense is pretty solid. Um, that's probably maybe your second biggest story out of the week. Maybe Washington, USC. I don't know. What do you think? Well, I, I do, I do want to just, I want to just touch quickly back on that, that, that UNC loss. It also revitalizes a number of teams in the ACC that are going to have a shot at Clemson. I mean, that's they get, point. they get Florida state. I know Florida State, it's at home for Clemson, but they're at their Florida State comes to town. You know the talent is at least there at Florida State. Um, Boston College comes to town. They have to go to NC State. They go to South Carolina to end the year, and they play number 22 Wake Forest. Right now they're ranked number 22 at the end of November. I think it just throws a little bit of a – of a, it gives some teams some hope against the Tigers, uh, and rightfully so. I mean, they have not looked like the defending champions – um, and that's just something that's going to haunt them. I, I still think they're in if they win out, but I think a loss knocks them out completely unless there's something crazy happens somewhere else. So I do sure. want to throw that out there just as a – No, I, like yeah, I think it was a big statement weekend though. Penn State, Penn State dominating Maryland was a huge win. Um, Alabama, really they rolled over Mississippi. I know Ole Miss scored 31, but, but it was really – it was over before it started. Ohio State laid down a statement against Nebraska. Oklahoma finally played a quality opponent and just hammered away at Texas Tech. You know, you saw Auburn win big, Wisconsin. Wisconsin won 24-15 over a very good Northwestern team. Florida just was dominant. So many of these big-name teams thumped their opponents in a way that's going to set them up moving forward. Um, Even Utah over Washington State, Washington over USC. Those are strong wins for the Pac-12. Um you know, I thought there was just a big statement week for a lot of teams who quote unquote hadn't played anybody, as I've been saying, and show that, show that they're up to the the task and they're and they're they're pretty darn good. Yeah, on that on that Wisconsin Northwestern game, Northwestern they may have been one, they may now be one and three. They were one and two going into it, but their defense is still pretty solid. I don't know if their offense had the snuff to really take them potentially upsetting Wisconsin seriously, but you can't discredit what their defense has been able to do and the fact that Jonathan Taylor put up a three-digit day against them. I think that's really probably the takeaway from it is that Jonathan Taylor can go classic Big Ten West football and run it down your throat and end up fe- and end up carrying this team. This is something that I think they struggled with last year with Alex Hornibrook at quarterback and with Cohen. Uh, you know, he hasn't been great either. He isn't, he is, you know, I think Hornibrook might, might even do better with this team, but they found this identity of giving the ball to Jonathan Taylor and really shoving it down your throat. So I think that's something to keep an eye out on as this big 10 West season develops, because depending on how Iowa does against Michigan this weekend, that's going to turn into something that's probably going to be a huge 
must-watch. Minnesota, you certainly can't sleep on against Wisconsin. It's going to be a very interesting division that formerly was a Wisconsin cakewalk. That one year Iowa did it. It was there. It was theirs to lose. Uh, division that normally isn't exciting, I think, is going to have a very exciting October and November. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And it starts this weekend. Uh, Iowa, you know, Michigan coming up. That's uh, that's a huge matchup that I think is going to decide decide quite a bit. Um, it's probably the second biggest matchup, I guess. Maybe we say second biggest of the weekend. Yeah, probably. I would say second biggest. Um, I would say Auburn, Florida, because the yeah, winner Auburn, of that Florida's still the is a spot to maybe yeah, win I, a. I was thinking maybe you. Yeah. There's a couple you might be able to put higher. I, don't, I mean, I'm not very high on on Michigan State, but I think you could make an argument of Ohio State, Michigan State. You could make an, an argument for Stanford with uh, Washington, even though Stanford's look kind of kind of like a dud this year. Um, but yeah, barely I, beat Oregon State. Barely beat Oregon State. Yeah, good for yeah. Oregon State. I but I mean, be better, but this barely. is still a, the Stanford Washington game is always one that you that you keep an eye out on. I know the last couple of years they've been duds, but. Weird that it's a Saturday night game. This used to be like the first Friday in October, and it was one that you always – it was on Fox, and it was always exciting to keep an eye out. So it's kind of weird that it's not on Fox, and it's on a Saturday. <laughs> yeah, no, I uh, that is a little strange. But um, it is a big game. We've talked about how if they want any shot, the Pac-12, they've got to have a one-loss team, you know. So California lost Arizona State last week, so they're out, they're out of undefeated. But um, it, it's a huge game. Um, and really every game in the Pac-12, you know, Oregon Oregon hosting Cal is a huge game for them too. Um, they can't afford to have any slip-ups um, at all. Washington State's been completely knocked out. Mm-hmm. So for the teams that are still alive there, I mean, yeah, they're, they're, they're big games without a doubt in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, you, you basically um, need to keep the one loss where it is and you need to hope that somebody slips somewhere. That that's something that the the Clemson one point win over over North Carolina I think can come back into your favor if they do have a couple more close calls. I think if they're undefeated, mm. Clemson they're going to get in. But if they end up losing, and say Oregon goes on a run, a team that lost to a very good Auburn team, I think then you have a legitimate argument yeah. of cross conference if they're able to have some serious statement games. Yeah. Cal's four and one. It might be a. a it's a solid four and one, but still, this would be a good win. But you need oh, Cal would, to continue to be like a bull eligible team, maybe an eight win team, for this win to really, at the yeah. end of the season, be a uh, an impact win. I think. I really think. I really think after after stepping back and taking a look, I, I think the only real Pac twelve team with a, with a legitimate chance to to make the playoff is Oregon. Now, yeah, I think I agree. Washington, because I think a Clemson loss. To say, let's say they lose to Wake Forest, sure, um, or they lose to somebody in the title game, is a better loss than Washington losing to Cal. And it's not no disrespect to Cal, but Clemson has the pedigree. So now it leaves just Oregon. I think Oregon has to root for Auburn to, at worst, be a one-loss team, but probably go undefeated to even have a chance. But again, you just you look at the SEC; it, it's hard to tell LSU or Auburn or uh, Georgia or Alabama that, hey, or Texas with one loss or Oklahoma if they have a loss or Ohio State if they have a loss, you guys aren't in. You guys are not in over, and Oregon's going to get in. But then again, Oregon lost week one of the season, and we've talked yeah. about how a, a early loss is better than a late loss. I do so think – you know, I think they're still definitely – I was going to Go say, ahead. I do think 
Oregon's worst nightmare is Alabama and Auburn meet undefeated. Auburn wins. And Alabama is an 11-1 team sitting there with the name brand recognition when the committee's sitting down to pick. Even if Oregon's a 12-1 Pac-12 champion, they barely lost to Auburn on a walk-off, basically. I think that's their worst nightmare because I think Alabama might still get in simply by the pedigree of being in the SEC and the fact that they would have beaten LSU, they would have beaten Texas A&M, they would have they'd be already beat Ole Miss, and Ole Miss, you know, they have to get some work done to make that look a lot better. But given the the web of SEC quality, I think that's possibly their worst nightmare. Is is a Auburn goes undefeated and Alabama ends up being that that eleven and one team sitting there uh, waiting to be waiting for their name to be drawn. I definitely, definitely agree, hundred um, percent. It's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough one though. So. Uh, for Oregon, I just, I just, I want to keep the Pac-12 involved, and that's really where I'm at with that. No, no, I totally agree, and I think that's, I mean, this is, I feel like I'm beating the dead horse on this of why I think expansion is definitely something in our future, and I think it's the right move. At least six, where you give all Power Fives their champion, then figure out who's going to be the sixth team in there. If not eight, I, I just think the fact that. I'm saying in week three of the college season a couple weeks ago that the Pac-12's done, I'm declaring them dead, and all this stuff. That shouldn't be the case. I get it, you want the regular season to matter, but the fact that you're able to to completely write off one power conference that's responsible for a team that qualifies for the Rose Bowl to completely say in the middle of September, they're done, I think that's wrong. And I think that's something that, that is a serious flaw. We talked about the teams that end up being there and and yeah right now it's the Alabama Clemson this is their time of dynasty they're the right two teams to face off but let the kids play and let and let them have that let them earn that right especially by the fact that you're giving them you're so stuck to the New Year's Day setting you're giving them a month off between title games and the playoffs you can certainly backward expand and, and put a quarterfinal game the day after Christmas or something like that. I don't know. That's I'm getting onto a completely different conversation there. To just to circle back to it and hit the point one more time. It's not fair to the Pac-12 that that someone like me can say this conference is done in September, and that's you want them to be hanging around, and they should be. Oregon shouldn't be the only one that we should be seriously considering. I get Washington has their one. Hey, by, wait, wait, by the way, by the way. I think Washington's a great. Jacob Eason might be a first round pick. Oh, sure. There's so much talent there. I love Washington. They were my they were my pick. Yeah. But I, I just I, I'm trying to be realist. And if oh, you I match agree with you objectively. Against, they're they, not going to make the playoffs. I'm saying in, yeah. in the general the general we shouldn't be writing off Washington. We should be if it's a but, six or well, eighteen this, field. But again, I think Washington's still in the conversation because if they go out yeah. and beat Oregon, then you know who's to say that in an expanded field that they're not going to be a team that we're like. Oh yeah, they're definitely the four or five seed in the in this bracket, right? And this is why I really push for the NCAA, hopefully, mm-hmm. to do something about early season games. Like to me, punishing Oregon for scheduling Auburn doesn't feel right when so many other That's teams really don't schedule literally anybody. Now, like I'll take Oklahoma. Oklahoma tried. They scheduled Houston, who who was a powerhouse, up and coming program. They also had UCLA on the schedule, and I and I, I I respect that, but it almost feels like they need to find a way to create spotlights. Um, you know, every year where an Alabama is playing, you know, a Texas or a Clemson is playing, 
Um, you know, Oregon. I mean, I mean like, like these big ranked games should happen more often. Like in college basketball, they always do something similar. And I understand there's a lot of logistics involved with football, but that you don't you don't have to so- decide these things three, four years out. You can do them within you, one or two years. Is that why they they plan these things out so far in advance? Is just the logistics involved with making sure that the stadium's ready versus college basketball, <sighs> where seemingly the the powers it be decide who plays in that crazy four team tournament, the Champions Classic. They figure that thing out. It seems like they figure that out in July. I, like, it. I don't know why there's right, such a well, difference I mean, between the I mean, two. They play yeah, a goddamn I, game on a fighter carrier, for Christ's sake, between I, two quality college basketball teams. I get it. You can make you can be a six-loss college basketball team and still be a two-seed in the NCAA tournament, and you're a legitimate Final Four contender. But yeah, I, it's just crazy to me. I think the idea that it has to be planned out so far in advance is a farce. I think it's all mm-hmm. monetary, monetary-related. These are all big money deals to go to go play these teams, but also I think the other thing is that 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 and I and I'm not don't blame them, but ads you know athletic directors, coaches, um, like school presidents, um, you know commissioners of leagues, they have figured out that it's not always beneficial for your team to play a ranked opponent out of conference. Um, because a lot of times, if you don't win that game, you might be quote-unquote out of it, which is why I don't think it's a fair playing field and why I would like to see the NCAA find a way to have more and more and more and more of these opponents play each other early on. Um, also, quite frankly, it would help weed out some, some garbage. You know, if Michigan had played, and I love them, but if Michigan had played uh, you know, Washington early in the year, they, they probably would have lost. And then you wouldn't have had to worry if – if Clemson had played, I mean, I know Texas A&M is a good team, but they are not a top five program, not even a top 10 program. Um, but again, I think the bigger problem I have is when teams just literally play absolutely nobody mm-hmm. for the first four weeks. And, and I really struggle with that. You know, I, I that really just bugs me. Um, it does. It you know, LSU played – yeah, but 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 I guess that that's why I feel like it's not. You, if you leave it up to the schools, it'll never get done. That's where the the NCAA and, and some of these athletic directors need to kind of dive in and make some bigger bigger adjustments. But there's a lot lot of work, and quite frankly, we say that there was also some great non conference matchups: LSU, Texas, you know, Oregon, Auburn. Those were big time, and they, those have made some. They, those have changed some things around. So yeah, I don't know if it's something yeah. where like they need to come up with some sort of Pac-12, Big Ten first game of the season type of deal, like a preseason, you know, like the preseason NIT, like the preseason Rose Bowl series or something like that. And they just say like, all right, the champions are going to face each other. Runners up are going to face each other or not even the champions say that the champion is going to face the runner up so that it's not a rematch of the Rose Bowl and the third place and fourth place, like cross seed or something like that. I, I, you know, I don't know if it, if it comes down to having to strike some sort of deal Especially now that they all, all these conferences have their own networks, where we can say we each have fourteen teams. We're each gonna get. We're each gonna. There's gonna be seven games. This year we're gonna get five of them, or this year we're gonna get four of them. You're gonna get three, or however it works out. Or we're gonna give the other game to Fox instead of your network, or to or to ESPN at large, or ABC at large, because people want to see. Michigan versus Washington State, so, and that's the that's going to be the big draw. And really figure this thing out as the season goes along. Because I think you're right. I think it's complete farce that you have to say, 
All right. Jim Harbaugh and Nick Saban announced that Alabama and Michigan are going to play a three or four game series starting in 2025 on January 1st, 2020. That's completely insane to me because who kn- who knows if he, if either of them are still going to be around. Nick Saban could retire. Jim Harbaugh could go back to the NFL. Whatever the Jim Harbaugh storylines you want to throw out there, but as an example, it's just completely crazy to me. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I, I, there are some pitfalls to that too because it, it, you know. If Clemson had played Oklahoma and Alabama had played Georgia or whatever combination of that, and they, two of those teams, you could theorize, so you have to find a way for everybody to have tough games. Sure. But at the end of the day, if you're a good team, you beat, you beat good teams. So I, but it would also be nice to see some two-loss teams be in the playoff. Um, yeah. But again, I'm going to digress because I do feel like most of the time four of the top five teams make it. It's usually that fourth, fourth and fifth team that we're struggling with. Sure. That's going to happen no matter how big the playoff is. If it's an 18 it's playoff, eight and nine, who's eight, who's nine? It's going to be a problem always. It's so that's the other problem you always. I mean, right? It's like expanding the NCAA tournament. Well, look, the teams that are like, yeah, there's all these bubble teams. We know that it's hard. It, it, there's no perfect formula for it. So, yeah. But yeah, it's tough that we're also coming off a year one, where man. where you actually got the the playing game the following year where Notre Dame gets in and everybody wanted Georgia and they actually played each other. I think that's also where a lot of probably yeah. our angst comes from it too. So, you know, that happens. But yeah. um, any other games on the on the slate before we wrap up college and send it over to our picks that you're uh, you're keeping an eye out on? Top 25 or otherwise? Um, yeah, well, well uh, like we talked about uh, Iowa-Michigan, you could argue that Harbaugh's coaching for his job in this game. To be quite okay. honest with you, it's a home game. I I... I it's got to be a win. Um, that Utah State LSU game, I know it's in LSU, so that's going to be a t- that makes it really tough. But man, I, I Utah State's good. They're not bad. They're not a bad. No, they're team. not a bad team at all. Um, no, I I think that's something just just to like on the peripheral, just to like be aware of, if you will. Um, uh, Jordan Love is a pro prospect at quarterback, six four, like two twenty five. He's a big time player. So another thing to kind of just just tune in. Uh, if you see the game, it might be a little closer. But, no, I think we really covered a good amount here with college. Uh, another weekend with a couple good games, but we're still working on getting closer to the meat of the schedule. I think next couple weeks you'll really start to see that. I agree with you. Um, one meat that we're starting to bite into, Matt, Patriot League play. Our Lehigh Mountain Hawks coming off yes. their first win last week Finally, against Merrimack. The Finally. They're playing Colgate this weekend. The gate, Matt, preseason favorites in the Patriot League. They're 0-5. 0-5. Wow. Whoa. Yeah. Bucknell is also 0-4. Jeez. Who has the best record right now in the Patriot League? Georgetown. Um, Georgetown? Yeah. I guessed right. That was a total guess. I like that. Okay. Georgetown stunk when we were in college. Um, So, yeah, I mean – that's Major League Football true. for you. Um, I, Lafayette's off, so I don't see what their week their record is. I just have the Patriot League slate in front of me. In front of me. Uh, so the, at least of the teams playing this weekend, Georgetown has the best record. Uh, but who knows? We'll see how Lehigh does. I mean, just the countdown of Game One Fifty Five. But it'd be fun if they're right back in it like two years ago, where we stormed the field for the Patriot League champions. I can't wait, man. Oh yeah, but that's a. Let's kick it over to our picks. We had our buddy Zach Harrison on, like we mentioned. He's a buddy of mine from hockey. We talked a little bit, or we briefly talked about the kickoff of the NHL because that's starting tonight as we're recording. Uh, but, Matt, before we kick it over there, why don't you tell 
the audience about where they can place some of these great picks that we're about to tell them about. I mean, I mean, we're going to talk to Zach here in a minute. Zach's a big gambler himself. Um, and this has been quite a year for gambling. And Schneckbook's been the leader there in, in the gambling realm. And I would like to point out that last week you would have cleaned up if you had, uh, if you had listened and, and dove in with him because a lot of road teams won last mm-hmm. week. If, if I'm correct, I believe all but three road teams won. Yes. So uh, we're going to put out a deal. Hashtag just, just, just the, the password for this one is home cooking. Ooh. All right. If you think that over 50% of the home teams will win this coming week in the NFL, visit our friend Logan at Checkbook and drop down a little bit of a wager um, for him there. It's going to be a great week in the NFL and Checkbook's the leader there to, to dive in. The Grand Slam, which is the home, who scores more home or away. One of my favorite prop bets. Mm-hmm. Any, any football week, a night, night in hockey, you got to go check this out. Go talk to Logan. Tell him we sent you. Matt, what's our, what is it? It's home cooking is our code. Home cooking, home cooking, C O O K I N apostrophe. Okay, oh, make sure of that apostrophe on the code. I like it. Logan, well, the really, apostrophe. Uh, we can't give it to everybody. Only, only you can't guess correctly. Okay? Yeah, Logan, but that's that just is a testament to Logan's coding skills. So shout out to Logan. But here he is, our picks for Week Five. Zach Harrison. All right, it's time for our picks. We bring on a very special guest, our good buddy. He's a member of the ill-fated red team this past weekend in the Thunder Cup. Please welcome on our good buddy, Zach Harrison. Zach, what's going on, bud? Hey, guys. What's up? Uh, you know, just hanging out in my hotel room in Charlotte, playing a little online poker and losing some more money before I make everyone else lose some more money. <laughs> I love to hear it. Oh, that's uh, perfect. We were, uh, we were just talking offline. It's the first night of the hockey season. We're both comparing our, uh, our bets, our outlook on the year. It's uh, it's going to be pretty wild, but Zach, it's week five in the NFL. What have your thoughts been so far on this season? Why are the Rams so bad? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I lost two of my survivor picks on them, though. Um, I lost two survivor picks, a seven-leg parlay. Oh, no. Was it the only one? It was the only one. Ouch. Ouch. Blows. That sucks. That hurts. And you know, I obviously didn't hedge it because how would I do that? Yeah. Who the fuck? <laughs> who the fuck is James Winston? Who is Godwin? Yeah. Oh, that blows. That is tough to hear. I'm sorry to hear that, buddy. But hopefully. Well, you win. What were you saying, Matt? I was going to say, you, you win some, you lose most. So, <laughs> I mean, IRS side than that. But yeah, that's how, normally how I feel about most things in life. So, Zach, it's a tough one. How is the Queen City, by the way, down in Charlotte? How's Charlotte? It is like 98 degrees today, so it is hot. And hey, it's 95 in Philly, but, uh, so you're not missing too much here. Uh, yeah. I was say. Yeah. Fall has not come. Football <laughs> has come, but fall has not – autumn has not followed. It's supposed to be like 60 here tomorrow, though. Like, it's like a, one of the most drastic temperature drops in like October history in Philadelphia. Let's go. I'm super excited about that. Like, I'm ready for this oh, call. Oh, rainbow. my God. You're totally right. Ew. Oh, tomorrow is ugly. Ew. Oh, my God. Buckle up tomorrow. Oh, yeah. geez. Well, you Gross. just enjoy Charlotte, Zach. Yeah. It's not getting very nice up here. No. no. Yeah, you're, oh, you're perfect timing. When, do you come back at the end of the week? Or are you there for uh, for an extended stay? I am actually heading 
to West Virginia on Friday night. Very fun. Like you, and you, uh, you, you, UWV. Yeah, because your boy is going to West Virginia, Texas. Ooh, that's gonna be awesome. Yeah. So that is nice. what is happening. Very Ooh, man. You're very moving. nice. But let's. Um, that's a good transition to go right into our picks. We're gonna go me. Or we're gonna go Matt, Zach, me is the order just to get everybody caught up. Matt went one and five last week. I went two and four. And Ryan White, oh. who had a mm. he had a six way parlay bet of if he went six and zero, oh, Zach Matt had to give him a shirt off his back. And Ryan, uh, Wait, Ryan White went. Yeah. Ryan White went six now. No, he went three and three. But he had a bet if he went six and zero, oh, Matt had to give him a That's shirt. That's right. Which, oh, yeah. he, he's a sandbagger though. Hey, he reversed. That's he, another true statement. He wanted to reverse <laughs> jinx the Eagles by picking them, but that actually ended up being one of his uh, his good picks of the week. He also had Oakland. And uh, the Giants at minus three. He ended up being dead right about that. Uh, Matt had Matt had the Redskins on there. Smart man. I had Indy. That was one of my. Uh, I thought that uh. was one of my locks. Uh, yeah, it was a it's a bloodbath of a week four. So hopefully, uh, week five, you listen to us. You make some money. Probably not, but fingers crossed on our end. <laughs> but Matt, I throw it to you. Well, what is I, your I'll first pick? I want to. Yeah, I was. I'm, well, I'm going to lead us off. I'm going to start us in the great state of Texas. Uh, really, it's the it's the premier four o'clock game this week. It's the Packers visiting the Cowboys. Okay. Now I watched a lot of that Saints Cowboys game. Saints have a good defense, and they they really screwed the Cowboys up. It's three and a half point line in favor of the Cowboys at home. Now Devontae Adams is, is is questionable. I don't think it matters. Aaron Rodgers owns the Cowboys. I like the Packers to win outright in Dallas. Um. I, I just feel like they're they're tra- even after the loss to the Eagles, they have still have that great defense. I know they can't stop the run as much, but I don't know. I just feel like Aaron Rodgers is going to show up this week without Devontae Adams. For some reason, I'm 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 leading that direction. It's going to be a great win down there for Green Bay. You think a bounce back, and and I, the one thing I question is the running game that Dallas brings to the table with their with their mm-hmm. defense. But Jordan Howard looked pretty good against that solid mm-hmm. defense. So who knows? I mean. We'll see what happens. He did. Though. He did, and and, and no, I, I think it's going to be somewhat of a shootout. Actually, I think both. I think I just think Rogers has got. I think he's pretty upset about last week. I think he shows up and takes care of business with a, with a lesser skill group group than I'm used to with Green Bay, especially if Devontae Adams doesn't play. I like that. I like that. Zach, we move to you. What is your first NFL pick? All right. So this is why I texted you earlier. Um, I am actually going to get my vengeance against the Rams, and I'm taking Seattle at home, getting the pull. Are they giving a point and a half? Yeah, yeah, they're minus yeah, one and a half. They're, they're, lining, they're lining one and a half? Yeah. Seattle doesn't lose at home at night. Look it up. Okay. Bank on it. Rams are missing a linebacker. Chris Carson, big day. I like that. I like that a lot. Great pick. I'm going to go with the with, – Wait, I think what's interesting, what's interesting about that, I want, to, I want to comment real quick. The Seahawks are like the quietest three and one team ever, aren't they? they yeah. Really you know, no one's talking sure. about the fact yeah. that they're three and one. Zach, it's a great pick. Yeah. So I'm going to go with my first pick. I'm going to go with Minnesota, minus five, on the road to New York. I feel like this is a classic. The Giants have had two great wins. Emotional win two weeks ago. Last week they had the big blowout of the Redskins. I just think Minnesota, in need of a huge win, a big statement win, I think they take care of business against the Giants. I think their defense gets picked apart. Uh, even with some some banged-up receivers in Minnesota, I think uh, they just get the job done here. 
Kirk can't play much worse than he played, right? And exactly. the Giants are like yeah. the best thing that could happen to a struggling quarterback with that poor secondary. So, exactly. well, I mean, no, I mean, no one struggles like Case Keenum and, and Dwayne Haskins, but you think <laughs> Kirk's going to bounce back against a bad team here? I like that. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I think I think Kirk's afraid of Adam Thielen, so I think you know they're going to start throwing it a little bit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So my other one to start him in fantasy. Start Thielen this week in fantasy. Yeah, oh, thousand percent. My other one is going to be New Orleans minus three at home against Tampa Bay. I think it's just a big come down week for the Bucks after the huge win over the Rams on the road that we talked about before. Uh, I think they can't possibly play any better, and I think New Orleans continues to roll. Their defense looks great, and I think they they completely stifle this Bucks offense. I mean, I mean, it'd be pretty it'd be pretty shocking if the Saints defense shuts down the Bucks offense. Zach commented about how the Rams are the Rams all of a sudden. You think how does that defense do fifty five against this against the the Tampa Bay? But I like the the comeback, the come down week, Jordan. That's really important, and it is in the Superdome, which is a much better home field advantage than the L.A. Coliseum, where those oh. poor you know where the poor Rams are stuck playing. So yeah, oh yeah, thousand percent. Zach, we swing it back to you, man. Yeah, so I'm actually going to go to order because it's kind of funny. Uh, my last pick was going to be my only underdog pick, but okay. I'm actually on the Bucks. Oh, okay. Even at Hodge Street. All right. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, there's just no way the Saints keep this running with Teddy Bridgewater in my head. He's got to start to do more. That's fair. I, uh, I don't know, man. Jameis, Jameis, and they got the quarterback whispering. It looks like he's been whispering in Jameis's ear. Bruce? Yeah. Mike Evans looks elite. Chris Godwin looks elite. OJ Howard still exists. Maybe he gets going. <laughs> I like it. Ronald Jones, Ronald Jones doesn't look bad. I'll right. tell you, I, I think I think the Teddy Bridgewater point's really good, Zach, because they I mean that Sunday night game was like boring to watch with the Saints on offense. I don't know if it's him or Sean Payton, but if they're not willing to open the offense up at all and, and let him make throws more than 10 yards down, I don't care if he can complete them or not. I mean, yeah. it's a pretty easy offense to predict. Um, yeah. And I know the Cowboys are a great defense, and so is Seattle. But still, I mean, there was no op- – he didn't take – and he took a couple really – they shouldn't have won that game. He took such a bad sack mm-hmm. late. I'm just – I yeah, yeah a, and I'm, I'm more on the New Orleans looks good against Cowboys just because Kellen Moore just – Looked like he didn't want to take shots. Yeah, it yeah, was that's more a of a game plan than anything to me. But the first down runs that didn't work out for him either. It was a swarming yeah. New Orleans defense. But you're right. Normally, when a defense yeah. is swarming, there's some opportunities deep. And, I, and I, yeah, everyone's still heaping praise on Kellen Moore, but that's a pretty bad game to come up short in after you blew out three bad teams to start the year. So yeah, yeah I like that. I like no, that. That's a really fair point. Uh, yeah, I'd like Camara as well in that. I think he can make maybe make an impact. Maybe. Uh, yeah, get 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 the running game involved a little more. But that's a fair point. Matt, let's swing two to you. Two in a row to me. Um, there's some tough ones here. I've been going back and forth on a few. Um, I have got to tell you, Arizona is only a three-point dog to the Bengals, as far as I've seen. The Bengals just lost John Ross. I haven't heard any news about A.J. Green coming back. I don't like their offensive line. And they and then Chandler Jones and Terrell Suggs are coming to town. I think Kyler Murray can have some success. I like the Cardinals to upset the Bengals in this one. I like that, too. Um, that was I, one of my I picks. I was so hot on the Bengals for a while, man. And I've just – I've really backed off after the last couple of games. Someone might need to free – at first I thought the Bengals needed to be free of Andy Dalton. I think Andy Dalton might need to be free of the Bengals at this point. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's just yeah. tough, man. That's a tough yeah. one for me. 
Yeah, their yeah, O line um, looked yeah. looked and like my next kids playing against the Steelers on Monday night. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, and you get some uh, you get some bonus push. Uh, unfortunately, Cardinals owner passed away today. So yeah, lock that. In. Some... Oh, I didn't hear that. Oh, you didn't oh, hear that? Time, yeah, sad news time, out of big time motivation for Arizona. Yeah. Huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's tough. That's tough. I think uh, the other way I'm going to go is the complete and total dumpster fire. I'm going to take the Patriots to cover a 15-and-a-half-point line against the Redskins. I know the Patriots are going on the road. I am so disappointed in that Redskins defense against the Giants and their offense, which might have a, a hobbled case Keenum, a deer-in-the-headlights Dwayne Haskins, or there's maybe an outside shot in the dark that Colt McCoy, of all people, comes back to play. I, there is just nothing. That franchise is so devoid of any potential or promise right now. I am like utterly shocked by their lack of ability. So I'm going to take the Patriots to after a tough game against the Bills to go on the road in the nation's capital and thump the Redskins and have another easy win to stay undefeated. No, I like that because you made the point about the Bills game. Brady looked a little shook up in that. He didn't have a touchdown pass. He threw the pick in the end zone. I watched a little bit of that first half. I think this is a game where Belichick completely sends Brady on a complete tear. I think their defense steps up huge because no part of their offense looks to be clicking at all in the Redskins. Uh, I like that pick a lot. It's not one that I was going to pick just because of the the widespread that it is for an NFL game, but I do like that a lot. I think the Patriots have a really good shot at covering that. Uh, I'm actually going to just follow you right on that. That's one of my picks. New England Club 15. I am a big believer in the NFL. If it's a double-digit spread, you take it. Okay. Uh, usually that means Vegas knows that other team's horrible. You're right. You got it. <laughs> You're right. I mean, Keenan was in a boot today. Haskins looked lost. Love my man Colt. So we'd love to see him on the field again. But uh, yeah, I mean, you got to get Sonny Michelle going. This is a good game to do it. Gallman looks elite. Made everyone look like it picked him up in fantasy a genius. Mm-hmm. Uh, just Washington might be Miami bad after that hot start against the Eagles. They haven't done anything? No, I think they've done zero. <laughs> Do they score a touchdown against the Cowboys in week two? Yeah, yeah. That one touchdown. They had the one they touchdown. Had that other, that other that, hot start. I knew there was a point where, where Keenum hadn't thrown a t- or no, he did against the Eagles, but in a while hadn't thrown a touchdown pass. But Yeah, Keenum can't hit open guys. Haskins throws to the wrong color jersey and Colt McCoy's coming back from having his leg nearly right. Insane. Back, so. Insane stuff. <laughs> All right. So my so Matt, I'm jumping I'm on with you. on you with Arizona plus three. I think between their owner owner passing away, I think Kyler Murray's due for this great game where we're almost going to crown him the rookie of the year right away. I think we might see that in this, especially how bad Cincinnati looked against Pittsburgh the other night. Uh, so I'm just going to go with that as my third pick. My fourth, I'm going with the Titans minus three hosting the Bills. Uh, I know the Bills have had a hot start. I think that, but I do think the Titans defense has the tools to slow down what the Buffalo defense or Buffalo offense really shows, and that's moving Josh Allen around. I think I think Tennessee can keep him in the pocket and force him to pass. And similarly to a lot of other points we've made with other quarterbacks, he doesn't throw down the field a lot. He doesn't have the tools to do so. I like this to be a really low-scoring game. The over-under is 38.5, and, and I think Tennessee gets this done in like a 17-10, maybe even you know 13-7 type of victory. Has Josh Allen even been cleared yet? Oh, that's actually a good point. Yeah, he's questionable. Yeah, he got he's in concussion for a protocol. Yeah. He got he got walloped. Yeah, I, I, Jordy, I think that's a, a really fascinating pick. I, I the Titans to me are such an a, a, a 
they're like an uh, they're like a they're, they're a mystery. I mean, they, mm-hmm. they beat the Browns week one, and and then they they kind of fall apart, and they come back big last week. Like, who are they? What what where are they heading? And I, I think this is a huge game. Um, you know, we talked about Mariota thinking maybe he was going to be benched. And he comes out and dominates. Um, you know, against the uh, uh, who they play last week. Um, help me here. Um, it was a good team. It's a good team. Uh, I'm pulling it up now. Why am I blanking? Why am I blanking? Oh, they did play the Falcons. I was going to say that. It, it was the Falcons. Falcons. Yeah. Falcons. The yeah. Falcons. And, I was going to say that. Like, I, well, the Falcons are maybe not a good team. They're one and three, but but still, yeah. I mean, it's just an interesting pick. I like that. But anyway, I didn't mean it to, to cut you off there. No, 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 no. I, I'm glad you brought that up because that's it was a game that you completely thought, all right, it's if Mariota doesn't play well, you probably have to have to see what you can throw out there with Tannehill if. They, if the Falcons didn't play well, which they didn't, you know, what? Where are you going from here? How do you fix this team? Which you know, we can jump into that if we want to. But it was a very strange game that that was a definite stay away from. And I feel like them at home, the Bills having that sort of show me loss against the Patriots, where not a lot really looked good out of what they were putting out there. Josh Allen's banged up. I just don't think I. I think that's too close of a game for a home game for the Titans. Yeah. See, it's funny. I was I was really struggling with not taking the Bills, but if Allen played, I would take the Bills. Mm-hmm. I just Marriott is big time bad. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but Zach, we move to you. Your fourth pick. What do you got? All right, my fourth pick. I'm going to take my new hometown team, Carolina minus three and a half versus the Jags. Ooh, Ooh. you got Garden Gardner Minshew. Yeah, do you think he's man, the legend? He showed up on the injury report today, moving around with a knee issue. Heard of that. Uh, and I, I think Carolina's defense has been quietly underrated this year. Okay. And I mean, you got Christian McCaffrey, who by default right now is best running back in the league. Yeah, he's Carolina had a, an unreal start to the year. Yeah, and Carolina at home, they're just going to give him the ball. Okay. Okay. Just stuff it down the Jaguars' throats? Yeah. I think that's a fair point, too, because mm-hmm. Minshew obviously has had, has had some great games since – you know, taking over as the starting quarterback with Nick Foles going down. But Leonard Fournette had an absolute tear of a game. You know that it's not going to stay up. You know that he's bound, sadly, and, and I mean this in the utmost respect, but he's bound to have some sort of ankle problem and, and maybe miss a quarter or two. Uh, Carolina's defense probably can stifle him up here. I'm not saying they're going to go yeah. for hurting him, but I feel like this is one of those kind of games that you expect him to continue that role, and he completely puts up a dud. So that's a, that's a very fascinating pick there. Yeah, home team, man. I don't know if this is the same Jaguars defense as two two years ago. Sure, you know Ramsey might not play again. Yeah, until he gets uh, traded somewhere. It's amazing how far how fast teams you know come and go. I mean that that Jaguars defense was like so good two years ago, and they've had spurts here and there. But it's incredible. Um, you know they're, they're missing their excellent linebacker Tevin Smith took a year off from football. Jalen Ramsey. You know, they just have broken down, and it's shocking because there's still so much talent on that defense. When you look around, it's 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 sad, but it's also you know just shows you how quick football can change. Yeah, for sure. Um, these are my last two, correct? Uh, you you have two more NFL picks, and then we come back to you with the last yeah, one yeah, yeah, of your college. And we'll get there. And we'll get there. So we picked a lot of good games here. Um, I'm gonna go with a try. Because I picked a lot of upsets, which is weird. I just you know I get feelings <laughs> about guys. 
I do like the Ravens to well, see, I wanted to say that. I just Yeah, I'm going with it. I like the Ravens to cover the three-point spread against the Steelers on the road. It's tough to pick road teams, although a lot of road teams won last week. But I'm taking the Ravens there to uh, to beat the Steelers. Steelers, I mean, yes, they played well against against the Bengals. Um, they still have some issues they've got to work out. I think the Ravens need, need a big bounce back week anyway. So I, I like uh, I like the Ravens to like kind of put their foot down on the Steelers in this one and beat a very old rival in that game. Yeah. So that's my first pick. I like um, it. I think their defense is due for a big game, and I think it kind of yeah, adds up, up to two everything. Two dozen in a row, so if they want to go there to the Ravens. Yeah, right. Yeah, very good point there. What's your second? Oh, I pick, can't though? say. Well I, well, I can't say. I think the Ravens' defense is as good as it used to be. I think it goes off, off a lot by name recognition. Sure. Um, but but I digress. I um, my second pick would would be one I've gone back and forth on a number of times. Uh, but it is the Monday night game. Ooh. I was really high on the 49ers, and I was really low on Cleveland. But for some reason, I have a feeling, even though the 49ers are coming off a bye, Cleveland might get their two starting corners back. I love Miles Garrett. I think that defense is very good. I think the offense has done enough to show me and prove to me they can do it. I like the Browns in an upset on Monday night football, if you will. An upset, because wow. I do not think it's a true upset. I think the 49ers had a nice schedule to start the year. I like the Browns to beat the 49ers on Monday Night Football. Okay. Okay. I mean, that could happen. I mean, they're, the 49ers are a little banged up even coming out of the bye week. There's still a number of the running backs for the Sun Injury Report. Um, I think we're waiting for, for a big George Kittle game, so that could, this could be a possibility. But if their defense, if they get all their, all their guys back, I mean, like you are mentioning – it could that it's not out of the realm of possibility. But Zach, we go to you. What is your last NFL game? The LA Chargers at home covering the six and a half. Yeah, that was mine yeah, too. That's a good one. Yeah, that was mine as well. Big time theme in all my picks. I'm fading quarterbacks. I'm fading quarterbacks. Flacco. Yeah, he's not looking sharp. Flacco's putting up duds. And I think it continues against until this defense. Last week, I mean, the Denver Broncos defense sack. Yeah, it's really bad. How another one of those defenses that it's stuck in your head? How you think they're? It's just not. They just kind of not that defense anymore. No, I totally agree. Yeah, that's a good point. I think that their secondary might get picked apart if the if Keenan Allen. Goes completely off if they if they form separation with the running backs. Um, I mean, I, I just think this is this. It's a six and a half point spread, so it's less than a touchdown. I think a touchdown is a perfect number, maybe even ten points. I would if this was seven and a half. I think I'd still feel confident in taking that line. That's yeah, a really I'd good. I'd be pick. surprised. If- yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was my last pick. So I'll, I mean, we just covered it. Uh, we'll go with that. So I'll go to college and my pick. Uh, I've gone back and forth on a couple of them. I almost went Ohio State to cover the 20-pointer against Michigan State because Michigan State is garbage. Um, Would love to go with a hard pick. Michigan, not sure about that. LSU, somehow that pick's still on the board of of 27.5 against Utah State, but that's a little too too rich for my blood. Um, I'm going to go with Auburn against Florida. I know I went Auburn last week. Uh, I just don't – I don't like Florida, and I don't think that they're that solid of a team. I think that they've – had some close calls in a few of their different games. 
Uh, I think that Auburn, their offense looks legit. They've looked good on the road. It's only three points. They're home, they're road dog go or they're road favorite, but still, uh, I think if this is a, if this is a home game, it's it could be a blowout. So I think they go into the swamp and the Tigers take care of business. I love that pick. I was that was the one I had all day, and I kind of had an hour ago. So, <laughs> on that. so who do you have then for your college pick? All right, so I have two college picks for your uh, your good listeners here. One's Ooh. real, one's just because it's for fun. Um, so my real one is UCF minus four and a half for Cincinnati. Um, I would buy the hook, get it down to four. But UCF, so I'm picking it because UCF owns me a ton of money because when they lost the pit, that was probably the biggest loss I've ever had. Damn. But also, they really need a statement game and improve, you know, the G, G6 or G5 are real schools too. <laughs> And I think they could blow Cincinnati out here and that, make a statement. I like that pick a lot. I, eye test. Yeah, the eye test certainly proves it there. I just I, – I agree with you. I think Cincinnati has a high-flying offense. They, they like to run the ball. They like to throw it. Um, I, I don't know, though. Their defense, I don't know if they can hold up with what UCF has going there. Uh, I like that a lot. I like the, the bounce-back game. I know they, they – obviously it was a couple weeks ago they lost to Pitt. But yeah. Still, I like a, a nice double bounce. Yeah, nice little ESPN, ESPN eight o'clock Friday night showdown. I like that. And then my uh, my other one, real quick, just is just because I'm going to be drunk as shit in Morgantown on Saturday is West Virginia money line with parlay with the over sixty one. Ooh, your boy will be a few beers deep in that stadium, so get some rooting interest. Out. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, so you, you wait, 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 time out. You think that. Texas is going to cover against Texas? Is that what I heard? Oh, no. No, money you said Moneyline. Money oh. Straight up. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I missed right. that. I missed no that. No worries. Just for fun because I'm at the game. Okay. It... Okay. Well, you got to uh, – whenever you go to a game, you have to have a little bit of little bit of action on it. That's um, our buddy Joe Mart, who was the guest picker a couple weeks ago, Zach. He and I will do some sort of bet. We'll, you know, we'll figure out something if it's the Sixers. You know, I take them down in, in third and girl seats or whatever. You got you to have some action. You got to have some vesting interest to uh, spice things up. I tell you, I, I think that's a disrespectful 10.5 to Texas. I'm sorry. Uh, they're, ele- they're the 11th team in the nation. West Virginia is beating crap. Yeah. I'm just say it. I, oh, <laughs> it, it probably, oh, my God. It's probably – I agree. I, I mean, <laughs> I just I'm had to gonna, say I'm it. Not I'm, gonna, not gonna, I'm not going to against the home team. Oh, oh, hey, oh, no, for your own safety, please do not do that. Be yeah. safe. Be safe. John Denver playing, you got to love it. It's, yeah, yeah. We know how Morgantown gets. You got to be careful there. I'm country, with you. Country roads, baby. Country roads. Matty D, <laughs> close this thing out. Who you got for your college? You guys pick? have to have – well, I'm, I'm going to take a pick. I'm going to take a huge cover here. Ooh. Um, I've heard some information on the street that Purdue's quarterback is injured. You got Penn State hosting the Boilermakers. Now, Penn State's already a 28-point favorite, but they didn't hold anything back against Maryland as they continue to try to rack up real statement wins uh, as James Franklin boys try to climb into that upper echelon. I like Penn State to cover at Beaver Stadium. 12 o'clock game. I think they're going to hose Purdue. They are looking to make, like I said, looking to make after a couple – Suspect early wins against Buffalo and a really tight one against Pitt. I think they roast this Purdue team. 
uh, even though they've got Purdue's got some serious talent, I think. But I, I think they roast this Purdue team and cover that twenty-eight point spread. That's a shout out to my brothers Jack and Kevin. I normally bash the Nittany Lions, but I've seen enough. Yeah, after so, you picked uh, Maryland like on the it. money line last week, you got to. Uh, yeah, got to have your penance here. Got to take it. But no, I like <laughs> that a lot. They, they looked so solid against a Maryland team that really had been up until a couple weeks ago had looked like they were going to be one of the the better offenses in the country and put up complete duds against yeah. Temple. They completely did against Penn State. And I think it was more about Penn State's defense looking great and their offense was really clicking on all levels. So I, I like that pick a lot. I think that, that probably can yeah. can get covered. Yeah. Um, it's a lot, but I do like it. Without the quarterback, and I think they're – their one wide receiver is also going to be out. Ooh, Rondell Moore not going to play. So, and right. Moore is Moore is he's like one of the best in the nation. Yeah. So that's definitely a concern if if he can't go. I think he's ruled uh, out. I think it's official now. Oh, all right. Well, if that's official. Then I definitely like my cover pick. Put money on that yeah. one right now. Yeah. So there you go. Before the odds get fucked <laughs> up. Yeah. Right. Oh man! Yeah. All right, well, Zach, anything else before we uh, we wrap this thing up and Matt and I do the rest of the NFL? Uh, Thunder Cup Four, Red Team will rise again. The Red Team will rise again, <laughs> baby. Oh man! All right, I can't right, wait guys. to beat you twice now. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Of course, of uh, course, see you, man. my friend. All right, see we'll ya. talk. We'll talk later. A very special thanks to Zach Harrison once again. That was a ton of fun, Matt. Oh, it was great. I mean. Another great week of picks. They're just so much fun to make, and then you get to really dive in. I, I just and, and it's getting harder. I tell you, I'm um, just talking with Zach. I mean, there's some really tough, tough games that I have to just yeah. It's 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 fascinating to me. Yeah, it's, um, and that's what's be a wild so cool about the NFL. The parody. Yeah, the parody is just so impressive. You know, so many teams. Yep, I'm with you. Absolutely. But let's dive into the rest of the NFL. One that we didn't pick this week. I think it's the first time. This season that we have not included the Eagles as one of our picks. So, Matt, let's jump into them. We didn't talk about Thursday night. The great comeback win against the Packers. I was over the moon that night. Miles Sanders had a decent night. He held onto the ball. Jordan Howard, the monster night there. Carson Wentz looked good in the second half. (laughs) The offensive line looked incredible. What were your takeaways from this? Oh, you know, it it was a we're a good team. That's what I want people to I want to keep reminding people of. Like we're a very good football team. So we're supposed to beat very good football teams mm-hmm. every so often. Um that was one thing that I felt like we were getting away from. Everyone's assuming that it's a loss because it's Aaron Rodgers. Well, we have Carson Wentz. But smart play by Carson to be okay with really running it a lot more. I thought mm-hmm. that was very important. Um and um our defense is is giving up a lot of points, and I can't deny that. But there's still, there's, I still feel like the defense is 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 there's enough there, even without an addition, and when guys get a little healthier, that they're still good enough to to win a Super Bowl. I'm not saying they're going to lead us. I think the offense is still going to have to. But I like a lot of what I'm seeing defensively against the run, which is very important. Um. Let's get up big and make teams pass on us. I think that's the other thing I'd like to see. Let's get an early lead. We keep being down. I, I like that we come back. That's an important trait to have, but we, we got to do a little better. Uh, being up early, if you will. Yeah, I, I agree with you. They're still one of the worst first quarter teams that I think 
I've seen out of the Eagles. I've seen out of just football teams in general. You got to figure out how to come out strong. I think this is a, a good weekend to really do that. Do that. Find the Jets. Yep. Um, I mean, yeah. I think we said that against the against the Lions, and we saw how that all went. But this could be a little different, I think. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I think obviously you got the run game, the run game really going. I mentioned the offensive line. Doug Peterson's play calling was awesome. I think that cannot be understated. And then the defense stepping up when they needed to. Uh, sadly, with Devontae Maddox going out, um, you know that was a scary moment. And I think you have a number of different things of where the pass interference calls, the non-calls, where everything was going. That got a little frustrating, if you're asking me. I know there was the one that actually even got reviewed, and they somehow didn't overturn it. They said the call stood, but I thought it was still a blatant pass interference on Maddox. Um, I don't know really how I feel about the about them every five minutes going to look at whether or not something is or isn't pass interference. I'm still, the jury's out on my in my brain on, on whether or not I like that rule. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was a great, gritty, gutsy win, and I think that's all that really matters. It was a statement win to the rest of the NFL that we're not going quietly. We're going to be 2-2, two and two, the desperation win. We can step up when we need to. And I think this is the weekend to prove what our offense can really do against this Jets team because I think you can do a number of things with a very solid running game that we've just shown that we can do against a good defense of the Green Bay's. And then now with Alshon Jeffrey being back and really getting involved last week, Zach Ertz didn't have the most involved week. So I think we're in for a Zach Ertz complete breakout game. And then all the other receivers too. I think that Carson is going to put on a clinic this week. I think it's going to be an awesome weekend. I feel very confident. I know it's having a, you know, maybe, maybe just really feeling it after a game against Green Bay. But the nice thing, Matt, is that we're coming off of a Thursday night game, a pseudo buy, against a team that's coming right. off their own buy. Which this is something that that it feels yeah. like every year that the Eagles end up having five of their sixteen opponents are coming off of either a pseudo buy or a buy, and it's nice that finally one time that we do have a team coming off a buy that the Eagles are also coming off this pseudo buy. Yeah, no, I know, and it's and it's a little tougher with that, but this is a game where you you just kind of have to win. In my opinion, there's just no other choice. Yeah, this is a very this bad game, that's, Jets that's a, team. That's tough if you lose this game. Yeah, so um, yeah, definitely need a lot more. This is just you have to come out here and and, and be up by two touchdowns to make this easy. Um, you're probably not having Deshaun Jackson. I don't even want him to play this weekend. Mm-hmm. You can limit some guys in the second half who might get digged up. But I think you come out and even if Sam Darnold makes it because he's now kind of a question questionable depending on his spleen. I, I think this is one of those games you just you have to beat a bad Jets team. You have no choice. I agree with you. I absolutely agree. I, I think this is also a big statement week for the defense. You mentioned it with Sam Darnold. Their running game isn't really yes. that well established. I think this is a game where you see a big week out of Fletcher Cox. You see a big linebackers week. And they really, they really show that they still have a lot of bite to them. Oh yeah, I'm with you on that one. Yep. All right. So let's talk about other stuff in the NFL that we that we didn't really touch upon with Zach because there were a couple games we didn't really talk about. Some games you might want to stay away from in terms of betting. Matt, what else should we be watching for this weekend? Melvin Gordon's back for the Chargers now. Austin Eckler's done a great job fantasy wise in his stead, and I really think he's done a pretty good job as well. But this is something this team needs a little bit of a jolt mm-hmm. if they want to compete as I expected them to do with the top of the AFC, yep. Patriots Chiefs. 
Um, I want to see what kind of workload he gets uh, against, you know, a a very. I mean, I, it's just something that's going to be important to me. A beat down um, to kind of see how down he, Denver defense. We talked about it with Zach. A lot. Right, right, and a very desperate Denver team um, that that's still clamoring for that first victory of the year. Sure. Um, so that was one of the areas I think I'm focusing on. The other one is kind of a play out game. Well, what I mean by that is whatever team loses here is really going to be suddenly looking like, uh oh, what's going on with us? That's the Falcons visiting the Texans. Yes. Texans are two and two. The Falcons are one and three. I was so high on the Falcons. They beat the Eagles, and, and I really thought they that would spurn them to, to start to really have some great weeks, and they they simply have not been very good. Mm-hmm. Against a Texans team that just dropped a game against the Panthers that I don't think anybody thought. No. Um, another interesting matchup. The Falcons are teetering on the edge of blowing that up. Maybe their coach might even get fired. I mean, it's that serious. There's so much talent on both sides of the ball, in my opinion. They've got to do better. Yeah, I agree with that. I think there's a lot for, especially especially both teams, very talented offensively. I think we're, we you play out is the best way to put it. We need a big, I was going to say we need a huge week out of Deshaun Jackson, but we need a big week out of Matt Ryan. We haven't had this Matt Ryan takes over game like we've seen in the past. And we've kind of gotten it out of Jack, out of, out, I'm thinking Deshaun Jackson, out of Watson this year. And I don't know, I... That's a really good point of play out game. I don't think this is an over under 49. I would say bet the over in this. I think both offenses have a huge week. They say for forget defense. We're going to make our quarterback beat you and or we're going to have our quarterback beat you. And I don't know. I, I like a lot of points on the board there. And I think this could be something that if you own any of those wide receivers in fantasy, that they could be up for a huge week. I, no, yeah. Yeah. Um, other game that we, we kind of talked about some other games, but the game I thought was interesting was the Bears visiting the Raiders. I was going to ask Not you so about much that. For the I was going to yeah, – I almost picked like, the Bears, but I was scared because of the quarterback stuff with uh, Chase Daniel, if Mitch, if Mitch does even end up playing. I, it's a very yeah. intriguing storyline for both teams. Yeah, and that was – so I, I definitely think that's something that I'm interested in. Um, interested in if you will mm-hmm. so so i'm gonna be thinking about um i, I want to see how chase does uh, against a bad not a very good definitely out defense, but it's on the week? road yeah yeah okay. he's definitely out he's not he avoided the surgery but he's definitely out so it's chase daniel's team and chase daniel's team and he's gonna have to do some he's gonna have to show something that he can do it I mean, he's gonna have to win some games for them so team them in the race because that's a very good afc nor nfc north excuse me so it's interesting for me in that matchup no, I like that a lot. I think um, I think this is going to be a very a strange game. I think Bears are five-point favorite. That's part of why I stayed away from it. This kind of feels like that Broncos game. We think that their offense is in for a huge breakout, and they kind of stumble a little bit. We haven't seen a lot out of the running game that we thought the Bears were really going to establish really well. I think that's one of their better opportunities to try to get this done uh first game without the baseball field out there the the a's are currently playing the rays uh but even if i believe even if the the a's were to come back and pull out this victory i don't think they would have a home game until after this football game um correct yep yeah so that so no baseball field not that that makes a difference on the bears running game or not but just thought i'd make the make the point but i think the bears running game we're looking for a huge (laughs) huge game out of montgomery out of Tariq Cohen, 
Yeah. Um, if Gabriel comes back, I know he missed last week. He's, I think he's still questionable right now. But if he comes back, he could have another solid week and really look like he's having a performance. I feel like that might be a good target for Chase Daniel. Trey Burton, the other former Eagle, I feel like they might have some sort of chemistry there. So it could be a big week for Trey Burton. I feel like there's a lot of fantasy upside on the Bears. But don't sleep on the Raiders. They've had great weeks. They just took out a solid Colts team. So I think this is something that Gruden... He's been crafty this year. Just to, to put it a little, you know, not the best analysis, but he's figured out how to get it done when you think he's completely out of this thing. The first week, given what we've seen now out of the out of the Broncos, you get you get why they won that game. But last week against the Colts, that's a Colts team that shouldn't lose at home. So you gotta they're riding a hot hand right now. Yeah, I I it's so hard week to week. Mm-hmm. Because everything seems to change. Like, snap your fingers. Everything's different. That's why I love the NFL. Oh, yeah. You know? Um, the Browns were so down two weeks ago. Now they're rising. Yes. Um, you know, the, the the Bills and the Bengals were going uh, – the Bills and the Titans were going in opposite directions. Now they're meeting kind of going the other way that they were a week ago. You know? Um, even though the Bills lost a really close game to the Patriots. Um and so the hot hand just changes so fast, and I really – I think that's great. I mean, that, that's what I want to see. I want to see NFL chaos all the time. Other than the Eagles winning every week, I want every other team to just experience that back and forth. Um, there's just so many games in the slate that oh, make yeah. you nervous. They're so hard to pick. Um, you know, I, you know, you took the Saints. Zach took the Bucks. I don't even know which way to go on that one because – That's going to be a wild I love game. the Saints. I, the Bucks yeah, play I mean, well for Dome. And, and that's the one thing that actually – Zach kind of reminded me of that when he was going on his his Bucks, uh, his uh-huh. Bucks rant. The Bucks like to play at the dome pretty well, uh, so I'm a little more nervous about that. But I have to stick to my guns there. The one last I, game we didn't mention that's a wild spread, and that's why I stayed away from it is the Chiefs hosting the Colts. Eleven point game. Yeah, I think this could be something that if the Colts show up like they did at home against the Raiders last week at Arrowhead, this could be a complete blowout. But this could also be a game that turns into like a 35-31 complete knockdown drag him out game. Depends on what Jacoby Brissett we get. Depends on if T.Y. Hilton ends up playing. Because um, if he's Marla not in. Mack is questionable. Darius, Mack's questionable. Darius too, yep. Yeah, so I mean, I get why it's an 11-point spread. But that's a game of, of if the Colts dig deep and just say we're not. We've had this chip on our shoulder all year. We want to go after it. This could be a very close game. I think it's a it's got a big Mahomes week written all over it, but I wouldn't sleep on this to think that you're not that you're just going to be passing out by halftime of Sunday Night Football. That's a big line for mm-hmm. for that game. I know it's at Arrowhead, which might be why it's that kind it's of a line. That, that's definitely why. Outdoor game. Yeah, but I'm with you on that. It's definitely right. This it's, is. A, that's a little concerning 56. in a lot of different ways. Yep. I like the over there. I like the over mm-hmm. in that game a lot. Yeah, I agree. Um, I just think I think, and we we've talked extensively about how the Colts are still a really really good team. Yes. So um, that's that's something else we're, we're going to keep continuing to watch, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mm-hmm. think that's going to do it, man. Anything um, else? Yeah. You got? It is. No, I just uh, another great week of football coming up. Hell yeah. Since we have, since I'm going to try to write something now that my week, I think, is starting to wind down for work. But hockey starting tonight. Flyers had their first game Friday in Switzerland. How are you feeling about the season? 
<sighs> Big mystery. I, I can see us having a really great, unexpectedly good year, and I can see us struggling with some young guys. I'm in the same um, boat. Yeah, of, it's, it's, it's A lot of it comes down to Carter Hart, I think. And he's second year in the uh, league. When he's been on, he's been awesome. I think their offense is going to be – there's a lot more depth now. Their defense is a lot of question marks. Zach and I talked a little bit before you jumped on of, of some of the decisions they made. I get the Philippe Myers. You can send him down to start the minors with the Phantoms because uh, you don't have to then option him if, if it does you know work out that way. If it happens to work out that way, you don't have to throw him on waivers. But the Farabee not making it because there's all these different roster moves. It, it, it's very confusing to me, and I – I think we're going to see a lot of a lot of guys moving up and down. I think there's a lot of dudes that are ready and waiting in the AHL, which is good. I think having guys nipping at your heels is certainly creates competition. But I think, but I hope that the Vigneault not wanting to have a slow start. I hope that makes an impact. Uh, you, I get they're starting a season off in Switzerland against the Blackhawks. So you don't know how that's going to work. I know that players, especially in the NHL and the NFL, for that matter, we do have a London game. We didn't even mention that. Um, you know, they don't like to. They don't particularly like, or maybe it's in two weeks. We have a London game. Never mind. Um, but they don't particularly like going over to Europe just because of how weird the time, the jet lag is, and all that stuff. Um, so it's we'll tough. see how we'll see how that's all all goes. Sixers started camp. I feel very confident on them. Oh yes. Think I think we are the best team in the East. Even I want the number one seed. <laughs> Brett Brown. I'm hoping for that. Buyer of that. beers. Yeah. Real a true king. Buyer of beers. Yes. He'll get his. He'll Great. get his crown. <laughs> Joel yeah, Embiid so. was like a man um, on a mission. I'm very excited about. Very excited about. It. <laughs> but Matt. I'm excited, awesome man. Episode. I'm excited to get everything started. It's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be sports overload, by the way. Oh yeah. I said this, I went over I went on to the pilot season podcast yesterday. Uh if you haven't checked it out, it's my <laughs> buddy Mike Clark. He's been on, he came on the bullpen cart and he's he's someone Matt we need to bring on as a guest picker. He's a really big uh big sports guy as well. But his podcast he what he on, reviews man. and we recap a, a pilot of a of a TV show, so he does one TV show an episode. I did Stumptown, the new show on ABC with Kobe Smolders. Uh, we talked about that, and he um, he was t- and in and he oh we were talking about how with TV coming back, baseball getting into the playoffs, football getting into the meat of things, hockey and basketball right on the corner. This is one of the most wonderful times of the year. Um, so go. So if you it's, like to, if you've seen Stumptown, go check out that episode. Had to plug that, um, and Mike will eventually be coming back on. So if you enjoyed him on the bullpen cart, he'll be on here soon. But yeah, Matt, one of the most wonderful times of the year, and I'm more than pumped for all of this to be going on. Me too. Me too. Very excited. Very excited. All right. So make sure to go like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a nice five star review, Matt. I keep saying that we're going to give people a shout out. Is there anything else that we can say to entice people to leave, to leave a five star review? Something that we can do on the show? Well, I mean, you can stop. You know, you can stop making good picks, and then I'll look really good. That would be fine with me. Well, that doesn't really uh, help with them there. leaving a review. That just says they'll leave like yeah, a three star review. I guess and you're right. Mad at it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, yeah. I don't know. You put me on the spot here. I really haven't thought about it. Yeah, we'll come know. up with something. I, I thought me. Hey, you know, sometimes okay. sometimes the, on the spot comes up. You're you're good, a quick thinker. On you your know feet. what? It, it, 
Well, I was going to say, if somebody would like me to lay out some kind of sports-related insult fantasy-wise towards another, another one of their team, one of their league Ooh. members, I'd be more than happy to. That's Let me know the situation. Cool. You know, for example, right, I was going to say, for example, we had the pleasure, and I won't name them on the podcast because I haven't, I, no one's requested me to do so, but we had somebody in one of our fantasy leagues, uh, I believe, if I'm correct, score uh, less than 30 points last week in fantasy football. Am I correct? He I should not be named. Is that a, is that a two, three. 23 points in fantasy football. So, yeah, I'd be, I'd be more than happy to trash a team, a league member such as that, if you like request that. it. And you That's can leave a five-star review. Uh... So, free of, free of charge. All, all it takes is a review. That's a good call there. So, maybe that's an idea. Leave a five-star review. We will get, figure go. out some way to return the favor, whether it's a shout-out, whether it's Maddie D's fantasy advice, whatever it is. The bullpen carts, what you search, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Thunder BLG on Twitter and, and Thunderblog Sports on Facebook and Instagram, just like the website. I promise you, I'm going to get a fun VTLgate blog out. Been a busy last couple weeks with the Thunder Cup, with Matt's bachelor party, all that good stuff. No excuses, but I had to make some excuses. Matt, thank you as always, my man. This was a ton of fun. Uh. And that's going to do it for us. For my man, Matt DiStefano, Matty D, I am Jordy Cannell, the G-Man. Have a great weekend, everybody. And fly, Eagles, fly, baby!